and verse number 13. Is anybody excited about what the Lord is going to do? I'm excited about what He's already done, but I'm real excited about what He's going to do. And uh, thank the Lord for it. Exodus 18, verse number 13. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible said, And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people. And the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? And all the people stand by thee from morning unto even. Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and His laws. Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. What about that? He said in verse 18, Thou wilt surely, here's my thought, wear away. Both thou, notice this now, and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee, thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. That's some pretty good advice coming from a daddy-in-law to my God's man. But he said, Moses, I, I've been with you, I've been watching, and all these people from morning to dark, they're constantly coming to you. Why do they do that? He said, well, I'm their preacher. They come to me with all their matters. You know what he said? This thing is not good. And I love verse number 18. He said again, read it one more time. Thou wilt surely wear away. But not just him. This is where the Lord spoke to my heart. Both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. If the Lord will help me tonight, I want to preach a very simple thought, very practical thought, but I think it's a thought that will help our church, probably a lot of churches, if they would um, hear this message. And it's this simply this thought, how to keep from wearing away. How to keep from wearing away. Let's pray. Pray for me and pray with me. Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. I pray, dear God, Lord, that you'd speak to me and through me. I pray, God, that you'd give me power and unction, Lord. I, I pray, God, that you'd let me say what I need to say and get out of the way. I pray that, uh, God, our church would receive it, Lord, not just with their ears, but, God, that you'd speak our hearts tonight. Lord, we do need you, and without you we cannot preach. So, Lord, please come by our way one more time, as you always do, you always have. And, God, give us, Lord, exactly what we need to hear from heaven. And for what you do in this place, we'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen and Amen. You may be seated by way of introduction tonight. I do want to say it is here where we find the man of God, Moses, once again is standing in the gap between God Almighty and the children of Israel. Over the course of the last three or four services, you found out that this was no easy task. Brother Chris, I mean, this preacher had his hands full uh, with this body of people. Uh, may I say tonight, from the very beginning, walking out of Egypt, all the way where we left off, Numbers chapter number 10, when they find a place. What about, uh, what about Rephidim, where he led them? It was a place of rest, and God led them by his preacher to Rephidim to get a rest, but instead of resting, what they do? They begin to ridicule. They begin 
begin to blame Moses. We ain't got no water. Where's our water? Chapter 7 to 16. We ain't got no bread. Where's our bread? And here we are now in chapter number 18 and Moses is still doing what he's always done. What's that preacher? He's trying to lead the people but how many of y'all know it ain't just as easy as showing up on Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday and telling the people a direction to go and then nothing ever comes of it. No, 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 no. May I say this is the really the easy part of the ministry. I mean to me preaching is the easy part. I enjoy preaching. Y'all ever seen a preacher act like he didn't want to do it or wasn't enjoying it? I ain't one of them. I live for this, friend. That man, Brother Eric Nolfella, he was talking to him the other day and he said, man, he, he struggles so much with preaching when he gets an opportunity. He, he just struggles to want to preach. I said, my God, I, I feel like them Old Testament prophets. I have got a fire shut up in my bones. I, I'm ready to go, friend. Amen. And Moses is too. But along the journey is he uh, comes weights and uh, comes obstacles and burdens from the people he's trying to lead. Uh, may I say, just as they wanted bread in chapter number 16 and they wanted water in chapter number 18. Now, the Bible said, uh, uh, if you'll look again quickly in verse number 13, the Bible said that it came to pass that Moses sat to judge the people and the people, look here now, stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. Uh, may I say from daylight to dark, uh, uh, the preacher is approached with the people. Look at verse 14 and here comes Jethro. That's Moses' father-in-law. Uh, and the Bible said and when his father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone? And all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening. And Moses said unto his father-in-law, because the people come unto me to inquire of God. Time out. One second. Are you listening? Thank God for the preacher. May I say thank God that he hears from God and he comes in and delivers to what God once said to you, to you. But hear me now. It ought not be every day from daylight to dark that you're depending on the man of God to give you what God has to say. Ain't you glad that God broke the barrier at Calvary? Ain't you glad the Bible said the temple was rent and the veil was torn? Ain't you glad that He give us access into the holiest of holies? Ain't you glad for a Bible? You say, I want to know what God has to say. You got 66 letters from God Almighty inspired, infallible, inerrant, without flaw, and without blemish. The best way you can hear from God is to go to God. Help me somebody. I'm glad that there is but one God and one mediator between God and men. It ain't the Pope. It ain't the preacher. It ain't a board of trustees. It ain't a Sunday school teacher. It ain't a revival meeting. It ain't an evangelist. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's paid the bridge from the heart of man to the throne of heaven. And I say bless His good. Holy name, you can inquire of Him anytime you want to. Jethro looks at Moses and says, My God, what could they possibly want from daylight to dark? He said, They come to me to inquire of God. 
May I say when the preacher begins to wear away, listen now, this is where the Lord spoke to me. I don't preach to you on the preacher ain't a water pot, but this is going to help me and you. Listen to me. When the preacher begins to wear away, it's shortly thereafter. The church will begin to wear away as well. How is that? Well, I'm going to tell you something. The church is only as strong as its preacher is. The church is only as fervent as its preacher is. Help me somebody. The church's burden is only going to be as big as the preacher's is. You know the, you know the order of this thing. Uh, it's God. It's the Lord Jesus. And right under Him, the order of the church, you got the pastor and you got the, the office of the deacon. You got the, the body of believers. And we're all fitly joined together. Uh, but may I say tonight uh, uh, the reason I believe most of our churches uh, in this Laodicean church church age has given up is because the pastor gave up. And long before the pastor could ever gave up, long before he ever gave up in his heart, he was probably looking at a bunch of people that had given up on him and it discouraged him. Now I'm not saying he's got right. I'm not saying it's an excuse. But you and I both know men that have dried up on the vine because of the people they are surrounded with. Now, I'm going to be as good as you are and you're going to be as good as I am. We work together Amen. to glorify God. Amen. May I say in all reality, helping me is actually helping you. Yeah. You know, it'll help you if your pastor comes in here being helped. He is, he is more able and willing to be a help if he's getting helped. Amen. You be a blessing to me, it's easier for me to come in and be a blessing to the church. This is how this thing works. Amen. It goes right there. I'm not, I'm not here to complain. I have no sad stories. Again, preventative maintenance goes a long way. Amen. I'm just trying to tell you tonight uh, uh, that Jethro sees the great pressure that Moses uh, is under and he tells him, uh, we ain't read it yet, but he tells him what to do uh, according to the will of God to keep from wearing away. God will help me by the help of the Lord. I want to preach on that thought. How to keep from wearing away. Look with me, number one, first of all. I want to say in order to keep from wearing away the preacher and the people. Listen now, verse number 20. I want to say you must be willing to learn. Are you listening right there? That that right there would be a six-month hang-up at some churches. You must be, well, my papa said, it don't matter what your papa said. Well, I was raised this way. Listen, folks, we're not going to stand before God on on how we obeyed our raising. We're going to stand before God on how we obeyed this book. Well, it's just how we've always done. Thank God I don't have to deal with that because I was here the first service. Help me, somebody. Thank God I don't have to deal with it. There's some good men that are limited to that's not how we've done it or this is how we've always listened. You have got to be willing to learn or me and you both will wear away. Look at verse 20 tonight. Verse number 20, Exodus 18, verse number 20. The Bible said, now, now, now Jethro's told him you're going to wear away, you're going to kill yourself. And he says in verse number 20, verse 18, thou will surely wear away. Verse 19, hearken now unto my voice. He said, I will give thee counsel and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward that thou mayest bring cause to God. Now look verse 20. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws. 
Are you looking at what I'm saying tonight? Jethro says, this is, this is going to kill you and your church. Because when you wear away, they're going to wear away. How many of y'all know a church is no good if its pastor is not no good? Well, that's what happened. That's, that's the cause. Somebody said, preacher, what would be the cause forever? Getting rid of a preacher. What? Getting rid. That's a big term around here. We got rid of that. We got rid of Someone's been getting rid of so many. They got rid of God in the process. Help me, somebody. But there is some things that qualify a church to quote-unquote get rid of the preacher. And here's one of them. He said, Thou wilt surely wear away in verse 18. Hearken unto my voice, verse 19. Here's what he does. Here's what you're supposed to do, Moses. Thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws. What are the ordinances of laws? Is it my ordinances? Absolutely not. Is it my law? Absolutely not. But it is the ordinances of the Word of God. And it is the laws of the Lord. Help me somebody. May I say a preacher that won't listen. You know what law says, don't you? More than law say yes, they say no. Help me somebody. We're living in the yes generation. Well, everybody wants to hear yes from the pulpit. Yes, you can still do that. Yes, you can still go there. Yes, you can still act like that. I'm so tired of these late-bristed flimsy, rainbow candy corn, little ankle bracelet wearing boys. That's too my God. Eating a cotton candy from a bar stool. Everybody's lifted up. Everybody feels encouraged because they ain't got the guts or the grit or enough God to stand and declare what that book says. I'm here to tell you, God says no to some things. And you must be willing to learn. I don't care if the hair lifts your mama. I don't care if the hair lifts your daddy. I don't care if the hair lifts your whole family. If it's God's word, it's settled. It's not going to be. May I say tonight, the very moment I clamber down and I get more focused on filling them pews than I do feed you the ordinances and the counsel and the law of the Lord Jesus through and by His word, it's time for me to pack up and move on. Go somewhere yonder where they got Starbucks. I'm telling this generation, you wear away without the truth of God's word. You've got to be willing to learn. There's things that happen and are preached and are taught and are lived by in this church that people that are sitting here even tonight had never heard of. Right before they came here. That's the truth. I know it is because I've had you look at me and say, I've never heard of that. I mean, a life service or service before that, I was approached. asked something. I gave the biblical answer and the response was, well, I've never heard of that. Well, good news, friend. You just learned a little something more about God's Word. I've never heard of that, Brother Josh. Listen to me. I'm all for I'm all for people having their freedom and liberty. But when it comes to Christianity and it comes to sanctification and it comes to separation, we don't have a will. The day God saved you, He birthed you into His family and He is our Father. I don't know about y'all, but I believe there's a few that can bear witness. There wasn't no options. When Daddy said something, I couldn't debate it. Didn't mean I always listen. But I couldn't debate it. He said what he meant. He meant what he said. God's the same plus ten. He said exactly what he meant. Listen now. Look up in here. Listen to me. I'm trying to tell you sin still sin. Wrong still wrong. Right still 
alright. The King James Bible is still the Word of God. There's still a standard for you and I. We're supposed to live right. We're supposed to dress right. Somebody help me tonight. We're supposed to listen to the right kind of music. We're supposed to shelter and guard our eyes from vain and evil things. Uh, we're supposed to come to church uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday. We're supposed to be here every night of revival. We're supposed to be here on work day. Where you get all that from the Word of God. It's not up for debate. And the longer that you sit unwilling to learn, you are going to wear your preacher and your church away. Wear them away. Say, well, I can't do much. Just what little you can do will take your preacher in this church a long way down the road. Hey, man. You might not be able to sing or play, but if you can drive a nail on a wall, you're helping. You might, you might not be able to do this or do that, but you can do something. You've got to be willing to learn if you're, not, if you're going to make it not wear away. Number two, you've got to be willing to lead. Look at verse 20 with me again. The Bible said, and Thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, or to be led, excuse me, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Look at verse 20, and He said, uh, And shalt show them the way wherein they must walk. Everybody see that? Jethro says, Moses, you're going to wear away if you keep trying to do this all by yourself. Well, how do I get Mount Munder doing it all along? You're going to have to teach them the ordinances and the laws of God. Amen. Teach them the book. Let me tell you something. The more of the book you know, the less you'll have to come to me. Because you know my response. Anybody that's been around here, if you've been around here three months, you don't know my response. If you come to me with a question or a concern, I'm going to the book. I ain't giving you my theological opinion. I'm not giving you my what I've read in a, in, in, in a commentary. I'm not giving you what such and such said. I'm going to go straight to the books. And I don't have the answer to it, but he does. Here's what they say. And ha- hallelujah, I'll pray for you. What is that, preacher? It's godly counsel. Are you listening? It's godly counsel. And may I say, I've got the same book you've got. And if you're willing to learn and willing to be led, there'll be less trips to the pastor and more to the pastor. Are you listening? You'll make less trips to the pastor and more to the pastor where you can grow and glean and gain and, and, and get what you need from God's Word. You've got to be willing to learn. Number two, you've got to be willing to be led. We tell you the worst church member in every church, the one that refuses to follow. They're always the one to buck. Yeah. They're always the one to give a second opinion on everything. Yeah. Yep. They're always the one to have a disagreement over the toilet paper or a disagreement over, well, I don't think we should have done that. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I probably got some of you ladies mad at me. Please forgive me. I love you to death. I know we just cleaned the pews and we're packing mattress. I know. Yeah. I know. But they needed cleaned anyways. Amen. Don't get mad at me. The Lord knew when we was cleaning. That might be why we got some new good and nice pews. We've got to take care of what we got. Are you listening? Listen to me. You've got to be willing to learn. But number two, you've got to be willing to be led. I said the other night, and it ticked some people off. Not everybody's cheap. Right. Amen. Amen. 
Not everybody's a chief. Me and Brother Dax was straining our guts out, killing ourselves last night. It was a, you should have been there, God damn. It was a trick. But Dax busted his nose. About broke his arm off, smashed my fingers, plumb about off. It was a nightmare. In the rain, no lights. It was a blessing. Yeah. Right in the middle of all that turmoil, he said, You know what, preach? I said, What? He said, I like the way you set the church up. What you mean? He said, Here we are in the middle of nowhere loading views, and you didn't have to get a vote on it. You didn't have to call, you didn't have to call the you didn't have to call the board of trustees together and see if it's all right. You know how I you know how I went about it? I went there to look at them. She told me a price. I prayed. I walked around. I said, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, and, and this is what you want me to, to do, I need to know what to say. And the Lord put a number on my heart. It was $800 cheaper than what she was asking. And I said, here's what I'm doing, not one penny more. And she didn't even think about it. She said, that'll work. I said, all right. That sounds good to me. I mean, I said, I'm not going one penny more. I said, this is what the Lord's told me. It's what I give you. If not, I'm going to get me something to eat going home. Amen. And she said, all right. Say, who'd you, who'd you get counsel from? The deacon? He didn't even know he was getting them until he was loading them up, honey. I didn't have to go already. I didn't have to call the deacon. And the deacon ain't mad about it. I didn't have to call the board of trustees. I called on God. I said, Lord, is this what you want? He said, I'll do it for this. I said, he'll do it for this. And he got a lot God ain't going to ask you, why'd you follow your preacher when he went the wrong way? He's going to say, well done, my good people, sir. And he's going to leave me, so why'd you lead him wrong, sir? That's right. <laughs> you ain't going to get us thinking at the judgment seat of Christ for following me down the wrong way. Amen. And I've let y'all, I'm just man enough to admit I've led us down a few roads that I should not have went down and God busted my rear and I'm trying to learn from my mistakes and make careful decisions and godly decisions and if I lead you astray I'm sorry but just know I'm doing my best to lead you the right way God be willing to learn God be willing to be led thirdly thirdly you got to be willing to labor you will wear away when you do nothing Help me, somebody. Y'all ever seen them old, old men that worked the whole life? Yeah, come on, And they retired and they kept working. Yeah. Yep. It seemed like you, they'd be 90 years old and they still out push them on their lawn. Yeah. They got a $30,000 zero return in their garage, but they'd rather push them it. You think, what in the world are they doing? But tell you what they're doing. They're keeping themselves alive. Yeah. Yep. Are you listening? Are you listening? And you know, an old brother got down the road at 40, living in his mama's basement, playing Call of Duty, and, and on that organic system, eating burritos all day, and cupcakes. He'll die in 10 years, and old man that's worked his whole life will live through his 100. He'll die in his 51. You wear away by doing nothing. You won't wear away. The best way to stay in the fight 
It's the fight. Amen. You take the first one that's going to get shot in war zone, the one that quits shooting. The one that lays down in the ditch and hunkers up and, 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 and tries to call Obama, he's the first one to get his brains blown out. But bless God, get you somebody else stand up, say, I'm done in a war zone, I'm going to shoot hell down till they send me to my eternal destination. He'll make it a whole lot further than the one doing nothing. You've got to be willing to labor. You've got to be willing to learn. You've got to be willing to be led. But if not, you're going to wear yourself and me out. We'll die if you're not willing to do these three things. Learn. Be led. Labor. Let me give you that verse. Look at verse 20. Where do you get that from? Look at verse 20. Teach them the ordinances of the laws. Learn. Show them the way wherein they must walk. Be led. <laughs> Excuse me. And the work that they must do. Listen to me, honey. Listen. There's only one queen bee in the hive, but ain't none of them bees lazy. Help me somebody. And when the queen bees took out, guess who's next? The whole hive. They got one option. They've got to find them another queen or they die. Are you listening? Yeah. If I go down and you don't get you another queen bee, so to speak, Amen. a pastor to help operate the hive, the whole church will die. Amen. You can have a whole lot of things and have a church. You can have a church without a piano. You can have a church without a piano. You can have a church without pews. You can have a church. You can have a church without air conditioning. You can have a church without this or without that. You can have a church without Sunday school. You can have a church without a choir. You can have a church without songbooks. You can have a church without a lot of things. But you cannot have a church without a pastor. Step uno number one. And the goal is to not wear away the pastor or the congregation. The goal is to not only run the race, but run with everything we got. Yes, Listen, we ain't got a whole lot of time, people. We're running out of time. This is the cream of the crop. This is a Wednesday night. I'm giving you a charge because we're fixing to head into a week. You know what you're going to do? You're going to be willing to learn. You're going to be willing to be led. And you're going to be willing to labor or the whole thing's going to be a fire. And it don't just apply to next week. It applies to the next decade. We work together. All oh, hands on deck. Thank God. We got the men up the other day. Thank God I've got some men that's willing to help labor. Right. I mean, I come over here. Man, bless me the other day. I come over here and I, I, I Sister Geneva's or something in them beans or something. that's killing me. I might figure out what it is. But I'm serious. And it's making me sick. And, and I got, there's, a, there's an ingredient that I'm eating and it just started. And it's almost, it's literally about to kill me. I'm telling you, it locks my guts up and I'm sick. For days until it gets out of me, and it happens when I eat bobs. What you call it? And it happens to hogs and hogs and bones. And both times I've eaten your big, your big toe beans. It's it's dang near killed me. I'm just gonna be honest with you. And I love them. I stuff them down, but it's about kill me, sister. And so there's something going on. It's called a food intolerance, according to the medical something other on Google. And uh, I'm telling you, man, it kills me. And uh, I don't know where I'm talking about, where I'm going there. Oh, I come over here and I'm sick as a dog from Fellowship Sunday because Sister Neve tried to assassinate me for the second time. <laughs> and we had to shampoo the carpets. 
And uh, it's supposed to be me meeting Brother John here at 10.30. And then we got Brother Dax on board. Thank God, because I didn't do nothing but vomit the whole time I was here. And uh, got looking and went and got Big E football practice. And he was coming over and was helping. But John in there, but Dax and shampoo the carpet. And then all of a sudden, we didn't even know it. Wasn't expecting. Here come Brother Ray. He pulled in. He had the lawnmower. And here's three men on a weekday by the grace of God. And they're just over here later. There's other men. But the Shelby came later that evening. We got brand new lights on the outside of, of the doors and a brand new fan that's put up over there. Really nice fan. And, and we're taking care of things. And we got some men going stay after tonight. But Teddy's coming. Brother Chris coming. Brother, I mean, all the men, Brother Bob, they've all contributed. You know what that does? You know what it does? It helps me. I can come here on Wednesday night. I'm not kicked off because I was over here puking Monday trying to do everything sick. I, I had help. I'm not mad. I'm not frustrated. I'm not wore out. I feel good tonight because somebody has helped labor. Yeah. Keep the church alive. Man. you got to be willing to lead. you got to be willing to, or excuse me, you got to be willing to learn. you got to be willing to be led. you got to be willing to labor. Thirdly, You've got to be willing to live what you've been taught. Amen. Learning and living are two different things. Right. Look, look, look with me in verse 21. The Bible said, again, Jethro is telling Moses how to keep from wearing away him and the people of Israel. Jethro says, Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people. Look here now, men, if you write in your Bible, Underline a couple of these. I'll underline these when I tell them to you. Verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people, right here, able men, such as fear God. Look here. What kind of man do you want to be in the church? Men of truth. Hating covetousness. You all with me? That means if so-and-so gets a little credit and you didn't, you're okay with it. Hating covetousness and place such over them. Over who? They're to be leaders in the church. Over them to be rulers of thousands. Now we're talking about the nation, but I'm making a church application. The rulers of thousands and, and rulers of hundreds. Look here. And rulers of fifty and rulers of ten. Now let time out. All the men have to meet the same qualifications. They have to be able men. They have to fear God. They have to be men of truth without covetousness. Does everybody see that? And he said, that group of men, those men that meet that criteria, make them leaders. Take some of the weight off, Moses. You know, the best way to lead is to learn how to, uh, there's a word I just forgot, is to learn how to delegate leadership. I I can do more by building more, not just through me, but through other men. Amen. Amen. Now at the end of this thing, you're going to find out they all come back. They're leaders. They, they don't, they, Moses ain't out of the equation. they got to come back to him. We'll get there in a moment. That's true. you got to come back to him over certain things. Amen. Now listen to me. you got able men, men that fear God, men of truth. They're not getting the consciousness. They don't have a problem with jealousy. And he said, make them. They're all the same caliber man. Rulers over thousands. And rulers over hundreds. And rulers over fifties and rulers over ten. You say, well, I've been in this church a lot longer than so-and-so. He, I mean, the pastor lets him do a lot more than he does me. 
Just be glad you're getting to do something. They didn't all get the thousands, Brother John. Somebody that was just as able as the rule of a thousand got ten. Somebody that was just as fearful of God that was a ruler of thousands got ten. Somebody that was a man of truth just like the one ruling over a thousand only got ten. Right. But take something. That's a real leader. Amen. You want to know why God will never use some men to lead? Because they want the spotlight. Amen. If you're not satisfied with ten, God ain't never going to give you thousands. Right. Are you listening? Wow. He's never going to do it. Listen, if you're, how are we going to keep from wearing away? Me and the church. You've got to be willing to listen. You've got to be willing to learn. You've got to be willing to be led. You've got to be willing to labor. But you've got to be willing to live what you've been taught. What do you mean? I've taught you, not to be myself, but through the Word of God, how to be able men. Look, look up in here. I'm not trusting you with nothing if you can't come to church faithfully. Don't be mad when you don't get an obligation or title. Amen. If you're not here three times a week, Amen. if you don't show up to Sunday school, I'm not letting you lead the congregation that does. Amen. You might as well say amen or oh me. If you don't tithe, I'm not going to dare let you stand this pulpit and try to lead the flock God's given me. Amen. You're a robber, sir. And if you're going to rob God, what makes you think you can lead God's people? They don't talk like this at the big churches. Yeah. Right. And that's why they got a circus. Yeah. Yes, I want a circus, I want a church. Amen. Amen. much is given, much is required. Amen. Right. You know enough. All you gotta do is listen and live what you've been taught in God. Right. Will let you help me in leadership. Amen. Amen. You can't just throw anybody in everybody in leadership. Amen. You can't expect that. Amen. I'm, not only am I hurting me, I'm hurting you if I do that. Yes, Amen. Amen. Because at the end of the day, it's on me. It falls on me, but you get hurt as a product of who I select for leadership. Amen. But Josh, how could I ever hold leadership in this church? Be faithful, be an able man, fear God, be true, do everything you're being taught, and we'll have no problems if you follow that book. I'm not the standard. The book's the standard. Verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men. Now what qualifies an able man? Such as, number one, fear of God. And then he goes on to say, men of truth, hating covetousness, place such over them who rule thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. You must be... Number five, how to keep from wearing away. You must be willing to lead by example. Not only live what you've been taught, but lead. That transpires. That's not the same. You can live what you've been taught. You should in private. But you've got to make sure that you keep that thing public. You've got to lead by example. I told our preachers, we had just a preacher service. I preached to them just a Sunday or two ago. And I said, fellas, don't get up here. And try to preach to this congregation something you ain't doing. Amen. Don't do it. Don't get up here and preach on church attendance if you can't be faithful to church. If you're not tithing, I don't look, I don't know, but if you're not tithing, do not get up here and preach on tithing. Let God help you. Are you listening? Don't preach it. Don't cram it down their throat if you're not living it. Amen. 
You got to lead by example. You want to know the best way I found to make you all get a heart of giving? Illustrate I've got one. Yep. I'm right, taking up special offering. I get two, I get three, I give one, I get 45. I give and then I'll say I get five. You know what it done? That brother Dexter, well, up mine then. Are you listening? Don't die on me. Right, right. What'd that do? Yeah. He's following my lead. Amen. That's how it works. Amen. Amen. Are you listening? Yep. Some point, and I believe it, I believe that every breath in my body, we're going to, this place will be busting at the seams with teenagers. We're going to have somebody or somebody's to take charge of that and lead them. How are you going to lead them? Live what you've been taught and lead by example. Amen. That way they're not, every time they, they got an issue or something, they don't have to come to Moses. They go to whoever Moses has put over the 50. Are you listening? I'm going somewhere, so stay with me. I mean, there's coming a day. I believe with all my heart, we're going to have to have help. I'm going to have to have more help than I need right now. I really, I honestly, God believe there's coming a day. If the Lord don't come back, I've got a vision that God will build this church to a point I need help in leadership. What's, what, what are we doing right now? Just sitting here? You ought to be preparing for your Promotion. Amen. Amen. Prove out faithful. Come on. Amen. Prove out faithful. That's right. Amen. 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 You, instead of looking at it, I'm a yeah. nobody and I don't do nothing. I don't have a title. Yeah. Bless God. You ought to say this is the process. Yeah. I'm preparing for God's promotion on my life. Amen. Amen. Don't wait till you're needed to try to get in line and lead by example. If you lead by example, when you ain't got nobody to follow you for these next five years, God's eyes will send you son. If you're waiting till the spotlight turns on to get all your ducks in a row, you'll never be a leader. Amen. Good preaching. Good preaching, son. Not under my care. You must be willing to lead by example. Number six, I'm almost done. You must be willing to help carry the load. How are we going to do that? Look at verse 22. Let them judge the people at all seasons. This is those who He selected for leadership. And it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, Moses, but every small matter they shall judge, so shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with What's my job as a member of Stillwater Baptist Church? Get your highlighter out. Verse 22. They shall bear the burden with thee. I'm a lady. How am I going? What can I do? Help bear the burden with me. Amen. I'm glad I'm not in charge of the cooking this week, ain't you? You're helping me bear the burden. I know y'all clean and we're going to have to come reclean after we fix and make a big mess again. Right. Don't cuss at home to your husband about how stupid what's wrong with the pews we have. Yeah. Right. How you know they're going to say that? It's what my wife said. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you at? I don't know. Somewhere south of Jamestown, Tennessee. What are you doing? I'm getting pews. 
I didn't know that. I told you last night and this morning, but okay. Well, what problem with it is with God? I said, if Ray passes gas at the wrong time, he's going through the ball. That sucker broke down. You know what she said? They're only three years old. Now, where do you get that from, Sister Annie? We've only had them three years. I said, did you think we got them off the assembly line? These are an 87 model. Just because we've had them three years, my God, they've been birthed for 30. No. They're ripped. And I don't want to rid of them. Help me, somebody. Hey, Hey. Help me, Lord. I ain't afraid of her. Are you listening? What are you doing? I'm just trying to tell you what we got to do together. Keep them wearing away as a church. You've got to be willing to help carry the load. Look with me. I'm about done. Look with me in verse 22. How are you going to do that? He said to judge them at all seasons and when they got big matters they shall bring it to thee every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself. Jethro said, Moses, it's going to make it a lot easier on you if you get the right people in the right places in the, in the right positions in the will of God it's going to make it easier for, for you. So, you must be willing to help carry the load. In order to help carry the load, are you ready? I'm going to keep this very simple. A, number one, keep small things silent. Thank you, Brother Teddy. Is anybody else here? Keep small things silent. Verse 22, since y'all don't believe me, look at verse 22. The Bible said in the bottom part, but every small matter they shall judge, so shall it be easier for thyself. In other words... Get you some men that ain't going to cry and whine about all the little things. Amen. Amen. Ain't going to cry and whine over the little stuff. Amen. Keep it. That don't mean they don't bring it to Moses. They ought not bring it nowhere else. Just keep it silent. Yeah. Keep it silent. Yeah. And the big things, you don't know how to help carry the load? Keep the small things silent and keep the big things secret. Amen. What do you mean by that? Look at verse 22. Read that for me. Uh, who's got the Bible? Verse 22. Go ahead, Brother Bob. Read verse 22 right there. And let them judge the people at all their seasons. It shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto them. Stop. Every great matter they shall bring unto who? Now who's thee? That's the preacher. So did it say all the big stuff? Let them bring it to Moses and two or three in the church. Did it say all the big problems and stuff they really do need help with? Go home and tell the family about it. It said, let pick men that when big problems, little problems, they can keep silent. And big problems, they can keep secret. Between who? Them, God, and the preacher. How can you help carry the load? It's got a lot to do with this. That's right. That's right. We We need your muscles. But we need you to be able to control the mouth. Yeah. You know where most trouble in churches start? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Set little thing that we will that will kill a church quicker than anybody. You start talking about this one to that one. You know what you're doing? Listen, I'm not done. It ain't prayer time. You know what you're doing? You're sowing discord. 
Hating somebody. And you know what God hates? Sowing discord. Amen. And you just in the right church, good neighbor. If you start sowing and it gets too deep, we'll let everybody know who is responsible for sowing. And if you don't shut up, you can go sow it somewhere else. Amen. Because God's done too much for this place to let some loose whip somebody come in and tear on our hell. We're going to stay under, and we're going to stand on what's right and let those who can keep their mouth shut be in leadership. Wouldn't it be a shame for somebody's tongue to get in the way of them doing something for God? That's right. Amen. Talk Brother Eric and we made him a deacon and talked with his wife. And they ain't perfect. They ain't perfect. They ain't never perfect. They still got work to do. But they've gotten better at some things. Sister Megan talked to her. I said, let me tell you something. One thing you're going to have to do is quit talking so much. You want to listen. What do you mean by that? I said, because you'll say things not even thinking. And it's all going to be twisted and turned and used against you. Right. And you might not mean no harm, but if it's aggravating everybody, you've got to watch that. Why? You're a leader. If people think you're a blabbermouth, right. yeah. they don't trust my choice of leadership. Hey. Right. That's right. And then it looks bad on the deacon that he can't rule his own home. B. Amen. Amen goes right there. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Right. Ladies, God can be preparing your husband. Don't just sit back, cross your arms and think, I'm off the hook. Oh no. There's some women in here. If you're not careful, you'll keep your husband from leadership. I trust him, but I can't trust you. Yeah. Help me right there. This is, this is how you get the church in order. This is pruning. This is weeding out the... Amen. But Teddy, you ever going to do anything in this church? Miss Ashley's got to be right with God and on board. She has to. Sister Kayla, the same. Got to. Got to. Miss Geneva's teaching Sunday school. John, it makes you have to step it up. She's a leader. And you're supposed to be her leader. She ought not be leading the family better than you're leading the family. Amen. Step her up, son. Amen. Amen. I'm telling the truth. Telling the truth. You know how many times I've got on my sister. I don't get her high enough to let her sing on Sunday because she comes in 45 minutes late for Sunday school wiping the boogers out of her eyes. She's sitting down shut up that day. Right. I'm not getting her up here letting her sing when she can't make it in for Sunday school. What's going on, Pastor? My family, too. Amen. I jumped all over my own daddy when I was preaching to them preachers. I said, Get out of your stinking. I get out of the place where you're content and get on fire and do something for God. Amen. He's content with me up here, and that's fine. I understand he's proud of his boy, but God called him just like he called me. Amen. Is that not what I told him? That's my daddy, and I respect him. God has entrusted me to lead him in this area. So, Dad, don't be complacent. Get hungry for God. Because I need him. I need him. I need you, Shelby. I need you, Brother Creel. I need you, man. Ladies, I need y'all too. What are you doing? I'm trying to keep us from wearing away. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Help carry the load. Help carry the load. I told Deacon, Deacon, you need to start acting like you did the other night every time you preach. 
Amen. We had never seen that. And I understand that deacon's not me. I don't expect him to get like I am. I'm, I'm buck wild crazy. I always have been. But I said, if there ain't something in you that's fiery about your preaching, I said, let me tell you something. You can't preach unless you've got a little spunk behind it. Amen. You can talk the scriptures, but you can't preach them. Amen. Help me, somebody. Amen. Oh, yeah. We're climbing up. You know what that means? If God's taking the church up a level, I've got to step her on up a level. I've got to put the challenge and the charge on y'all to help carry the load. So we don't wear away. Last one. I'm done. Not here. Done. Three minutes. I'm done. What you'll find by being willing to learn, be led, labor. Live what you've been taught. Lead by example. Help carry the load. Is that you and I both will be willing. Look here. We'll be willing to last. We won't want to quit. Look at verse 23. He said, If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou, then thou shalt be able to endure. And all this people shall also go, look here, to their place in peace. If we will, if you will, be willing to learn, be willing to be led, be willing to labor, be willing to live what you've been taught, be willing to lead by example, be willing to help carry the load, you and I at the end of this thing, now until we cross over, we'll be willing to last. Verse 23, he said, if you'll do this thing and God command thee so, you'll, you, thou shalt be able to endure and all this people shall go to their place in peace. Listen now, by placing yourself in the midst of this ministry and helping your preacher, you will benefit by having peace. It's what we just read. Now listen to me. Don't go chasing peace. Peace ain't the prize. The prize is Jesus. But peace is an added bonus when you get involved with the work of the Lord. My friend, if you will get involved, God has set before us, not me, but us. If you'll get in, 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 uh, involved in that work, not only will you please the Lord, but you'll have peace with the Lord Amen. knowing you've done all you can to help labor, labor and carry the load. May I say reaping? Listen to me. Reaping always follows sowing. You say, I'm just, I'm just being faithful in vain. You're sowing. You will reap what you sow. Listen to me. Our church collectively, Brother Shelby, we will reap what we sow. In closing, my friend, it's time to get on board and do your part to keep from wearing away. Let's all stand. Father, we love you.